Hey, Love Tribe. Today's episode is brought to you by one of my personal favorites, Cozy Earth. They've got something special for all the mothers out there. So anyone who wants to shower the special woman in their lives with love and the comfort they deserve, listen up. Hands down, Cozy Earth has the best sheets, bedding, pajama sets, and more. So today, I'm excited to share that Relationship Advice listeners get an exclusive 35% off discount. Simply go to CozyEarth.com and use the promo code I do at checkout. The first time I tried their bamboo sheets, I was blown away. The comfort level is insane. I just love slipping into their seriously soft and cool sheets after a long day. And for a mom who knows that the struggle of sleep deprivation is real, Cozy Earth's temperature regulating technology has been a lifesaver. No more waking up sweating or freezing. But what really sold me is the quality of the bamboo sheets. They are by far the most comfortable sheets I have ever slept in. They are made to last years, which they have. I think at this point, I have about six sets of them. And they have a 100-night sleep-free trial and a 10-year warranty. So you know you're getting something that is going to stick around. So if you're ready to prioritize your sleep health and treat yourself or the mom in your life to the luxury she deserves, head on over to CozyEarth.com and use the promo code IDO for an exclusive 35% off. Because every mom deserves a good night's sleep, and with Cozy Earth, you can finally get the rest you need. Let's talk about a struggle many of us know all too well losing weight. Remember those days when everyone was on a juice cleanse or just basically hangry all the time? That was no fun for anyone. Well, there's a better, more sustainable way to shed those pounds. Today, I want to introduce you to Row Body. It's not your typical weight loss program. Instead of all the gimmicks, they offer access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. But here's the real deal. They pair these shots with simple lifestyle changes, helping you lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Plus, over 200,000 people have already seen results with Robody. So what sets Robody apart? The support. They handle all the insurance stuff for you and give you access to a provider whenever you need them. And the best part, you can sign up online from home, no doctor's appointments and no waiting rooms. Say goodbye to those days of hangry juice cleanses. With Robody, losing weight is straightforward and sustainable. Take that first step today and say hello to a healthier, happier you. Kickstart your weight loss journey the right way and head to ro.co slash do. That's ro.co slash I-D-O. Sign up today for just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Remember, medication costs are separate. That's row.co slash I do. I do podcast episode 21. Welcome to IDoPodcast.com, where fun and inspiring relationship experts, therapists, and couples share tips and advice that will help lead you to a fulfilling and happy relationship. Let their guidance illuminate your path to happiness. Are you ready to create lasting love? And now, your hosts, Chase and Sarah. Do you have a topic that you'd like to hear more about or a relationship question you'd like answered? 
email us at info at idopodcast.com and we'll be sure to add it to one of our upcoming episodes. We're very excited to introduce our guest today, Justin Bird. Hey, Justin. What's going on, guys? How we doing? Excellent. Great. How are you? I'm doing well. It's sunny and 75. Can't be doing too bad. Perfect. <laughs> awesome. A native of Southern California, Justin Bird was an All-American baseball player in college before receiving his MBA from Chapman University. Justin's lifelong habit of giving dating advice and being the go-to guy for both men and women with relationship questions led to his role on Bravo TV's Millionaire Matchmaker. Justin enjoys playing the acoustic guitar, fishing, exercising, and listening to country music. His advice on the young dating scene in California makes him a valuable asset to the Millionaire's Club. We've given our listeners just a little overview, so take a minute, tell us about yourself, and why you enjoy helping people find great relationships. All right, well, you know, I never thought in a million years I'd be a matchmaker. It's kind of funny how life works. You go one way, you can, you know, make a 180 just like that. Um, as I grew up, I kind of took a liking to the art of dating and relationships. You know, I was always dating, not necessarily dating around, but I was just dating and I just enjoyed relationships with people. Um, eventually, it came full circle, literally, as, I, as like an unrealized talent, I guess, I had that I didn't know. And um, Patty ended up, you know, acknowledging it and hired me on the spot, um, which I thought was awesome, learning from the best of the best in matchmaking. And then um, I was that guy that kind of invited women around. You know, my friends would go out, and we'd all be out, and I was, you know, I was unofficially designated for bringing the ladies around my group of friends and for... You know, for whatever reason, I don't know. That's just kind of how it was. Mm-hmm. Um, and after realizing that many of my friends' relationships lasted, I re- realized that I set the table for them and also lit the candle. Um, and I finally <laughs> took notice of the, uh, that unforeseen talent. So it was kind of cool how, um, you know, that transpired. Absolutely. Our topic today is signs he's not the one for you and signs he's a keeper. So we're going to get right in. And so there's a blog post that you did, and we absolutely love it because there's actually two of them. And, and one, you kind of talk about signs that he's not going to be the one for you in the future. And then to follow that up, there's another blog post we'll talk about later that signs that he is the one. So some of the points you talk about is that he never wants to talk about the future. He enjoys guy time more than us time. And that's just a starting off. So if you can kind of just lead into that on, on what you're thoughts are sure i thought it would be um i thought it'd be really cool to do um the signs that he's not boyfriend material and then have that contrast um that he is boyfriend material so it's kind of i want your listeners to kind of um i guess pay attention to both of these as i talk to them but i guess i can start on that science he's not a boyfriend Mm -hmm, and you touched on um him never wanting to talk about the future um, if you're never wanting to talk about the future in your relationship, um, that, he, he doesn't have any plans for you in the long term. I mean, I think I mentioned it on my um, on my site. If talking about the future with your boyfriend involves like sci-fi movies, like Back to the Future, <laughs> right? And no mention of <laughs> ch- children future. or love. Yeah, and there's no mention of children, love, or you know that movie, you know, White Ticket Fence or whatever, what have you. Um, he might want to reconsider his feelings for you. Uh, he's probably not thinking long term in this relationship, and it's probably a good sign to uh, either move on, or if you're in it for fun, then 
keep with it, but not for you in the long term. Right, absolutely. And then um, I also went on to mention he enjoys his guy time more than the us time. The us time would obviously be the relationship time. I guess it's kind of like the dating in the box thing. When you're dating in a box and you're always with that your significant other all the time, it gives no no chance to miss the person. Mm-hmm. And I, I always love the feeling of being able to um, miss the person I'm dating. Because always, you know, cause you're, when you're around them all the time, you don't have that chance to miss them. Sometimes I like to go out with my guys. I think it's um, conducive for the relationship for the woman to go out with her girlfriends, too. And you can always come back and reconvene. And, you know, that gives them a chance to miss each other. And it's, it's beneficial on both sides for the relationship. Absolutely. And I think Chase and I can really relate to that because he, he travels a lot. And whenever he comes home, it's, it's just a nice feeling. It makes you really enjoy the person and, and appreciate each other. Yeah, 100%. 100%. But it's also important to, to realize if, they, if they're enjoying the guy time or the time with the girlfriends more than the time together consistently, then that can be a problem. Oh, yeah. That could be a red flag for anything. It could be cheating. It could be... Um, he's on his way out, he's not that into you. Um, and that's just a, you know, it's a sign for the future that this is, it's only going to get worse. You know, it can't get much better if he's already, if, if it's in a new relationship and you're already doing that guy kind of stuff, it can't get any better. Yeah. No, probably not. So how about if he's already married to his job? So if he's already married to his job, that's, that's a guy that, he can't marry you. He's already mm-hmm. married to someone his job. Right. You know, he has a family to take care of, and that family is his clients and his coworkers. So he, it's, I don't know, it's, I find it so annoying um, to go off on, I'm going off on a tangent, but, you know, if you're at dinner, and I understand businessmen, you know, sometimes, some, whatever you do, Chase, you might, you know, have an important phone call you might need to take, or email, and that's cool at a dinner, you know. Phone under the table, that's fine, but, you know, when it's, the phone is always out and you're always on the phone, that can be annoying to anybody. And a lot of the time, that's the businessman. Um, there's a time and a place, but it, it could get frustrating, and I couldn't personally do it if um, I was dating a businessman that had to do it, that was um, on her phone all the time. It's kind of rude, kind of frustrating, but sometimes you have to take care of it. But there's a time and a place for it. Absolutely. Yeah, that can be a big red flag. Another one you talk about that, that was kind of funny it can be funny for some people is you just don't like the family and that's an important thing to consider yeah definitely um i kind of think of that movie meet the fockers when yeah. i'm <laughs> <laughs> you always relate it to a certain movie i've never had um girls i've dated that i've seriously dated i've never had any problems with their family so i don't personally know how it is but i do know that's very common in the dating world where you know the boyfriend or the girlfriend doesn't get along with um, the family, and that could, you know, that could be a problem for the future because you, you, you're going to spend a lot of time with these people. Think of the holidays. Think of it could, it could be anything, you know, vacations, and then your wife has to talk with them all the time, and they could be putting bad stuff in um, their ears. Not necessarily wife, but girlfriend or anything like that. Um, it, it could just be a problem, you know. Mm-hmm. I've never had that experience, but I hope I never have that experience. <laughs> so we'll just, we'll just keep my fingers crossed on that one. It's like they say, and I think you mentioned this in your article, if you marry them, you're marrying the whole family. So you have to keep oh, that yeah. in mind. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. You take one, you take all. Yeah, and it's a good point, but I think it's also important to tell our listeners that it it's all relative to everyone's individual situation. And obviously, if you're 
great and madly in love with the other person in your relationship and you don't quite get along with the family, sometimes that's something that you're just going to have to work out. It's not the end all. Yes, yeah, that's, a, that's a very good point to touch on. Um, I think if the love there with your significant other, the family really doesn't matter in the long haul. You can learn ways around it. But you know, love comes first and then you learn to deal with these kind of things. Now, how about if he is a cheater or he's cheated on you? Can that be overcome or is it most likely doomed, the relationship? Um, I think it's, 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 a, it's a real tough one. I, I'm i kind of on the, I've always been on the fence about this because I think there is no 101, you know, golden rule um, for just relationships in general, but cheating can be on different types of cheating. There's, you know, the physical, there's the emotional, um, there's there's a few different types. I think it is detrimental to relationships, and most of the time, I don't think it can recover. Um, I think it is also. I think also you repeat what you do, like you cheated once. I'm not gonna say one time if you cheat, you're always gonna be a cheater. I don't necessarily believe in that. I do think people are fixable, but I think the majority of the time, if you do cheat, you're gonna end up cheating again, and that that goes emotional and physically. Well, those are some important red flags to be aware of when you're in a relationship and that it might not be something that's going to be long term. So now I want to talk about things that you mentioned that will indicate that they're a keeper. Yeah. All right, let's move it on to the <laughs> positive yeah. side of things. Yeah, huh? the positive yes. side. <laughs> but it's good, it's good to have both. You, you, know, yeah. you, need, you need to weigh it out and you have to have that contrast to, in order to, you know, without the good or without the bad, you don't recognize the good and, you know, exactly. vice well, the first sign that he's a keeper is that he does introduce you to his friends and family. Yeah, this one's important. Everyone's different with the amount of time frame until they introduce their um, significant other or girlfriend to their family. When you introduce someone to your family, that's, that's a huge step. That's the trust that's involved into that, letting someone in your family, even though you're not technically in their family yet, but just to meet them. Um, and also, I think when you do introduce them to your family, you like your family's feedback. You like to see what they have to say about her. Uh, she can see how you interact with your family as well. She, she can understand how you were raised. Um, you can she can see how you treat your mother. She can see, see how you treat your father. Um, and then, you know, that's great for her. That's a whole other learning experience. And that's, that's, that's invaluable. And also your, your friends. You kind of hang out with like people, similar people, with similar interests. Uh, we all have those mm-hmm. friends, I'm sure, yeah. that, you know, aren't <laughs> like us. Granted, that's, that's a little different. That's an asterisk. But, um, yeah, you, you hang, you want to bring her around your friends, show her a good time with your friends or your friends accepting to her. She's accepting to your friends. You want to see some kind of interaction, um, on that front. And, you know, hopefully they all get along and, you know, you can also, I think that's cool when you bring them around your friends because she's going to ask questions about you. Your friends should have your back, and, you know, they're going to be honest. And, you know, your friends are going to interact with her and ask her questions. And then in the long term, you end up strengthening that relationship because the words are going to get back to each other. Yeah, and I think they always say that you're some of the five people you that are closest to you. And what a great way to learn about someone that you're serious with than uh, being around those five people and and getting to know the other person. 
No, that's 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 very true. That's a good point, Chase. Have you ever had any situations where maybe you had a guy friend bring their new girlfriend around and you just did not like her at all? And and although the guy maybe was crazy about her, you just felt that maybe she's not the one or there was just something that you felt wasn't right. Have you ever been in that situation or did you ever give a guy advice about that? Yes, I, ha- I have been in that relationship in that situation before and it's actually been a quite recent one. Um, so I'll just talk about the latest one since it's, you know, freshest. It's one of my good friends. He's, you know, he's dating someone and what I, what I don't like about, you know, certain guys when they date girls, they change. Yeah. They mm-hmm. are, they, they don't know how to balance their guy time and their girl time. And when you put the two together, it is chaos. <laughs> the, the friends, I mean, the friends don't get any attention. I mean, you, they're all about the girl making sure she's happy, which is completely fine. That's what you want to do. But you want to be able to balance the two. Um, it's, it's just, it's, it's crazy and it's hard to think for me because I'm not like that. At least I don't think I am. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm coming in from an outsider's perspective, so it's a little different and maybe a biased perspective. But I think, I don't know, it's just, it's, it's just, different. I can't say I don't like the girl, I don't like the guy. I just don't think she was right for him if they can't act the way they're supposed to act, you know, together and with their friends. Absolutely. And, and balancing your time, it's it's really like in any type of relationship, whether it's with work or your family or your friends, balancing that time is so important for a successful relationship. And that's true. And that goes along, you know, from A to Z in life. Balance, balance, balance. And in every aspect of your life, I think is key. And if you can find that balance, I mean, great. That's extremely hard to do. Another point that you talk about is bragging about the person in your in your life to anyone that will listen. That's an important one. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. This can be taken two ways. There's the guy that, you know, does it in a, you know, a good, a good way, and then there's the guy who is suffocating, that's like bragging, like, okay, dude, be quiet. Well, we get I don't it. Hear you anymore. <laughs> yeah, and, and then the girlfriend should be suffocated, too. You would think, like, how do you even survive? How do you survive this? But um, the way I was you know, writing about it, I guess what I said was it doesn't matter whom he's talking to, you know, he's always talking about you. Like in social media platforms, it might, might as well just be um, a dual account, you know, with your profile picture of you together and like, you know, Twitter, Facebook, all that. Um, that's pretty extreme, but, you know, it kind of gets the point across. Yeah. And, but, but at the same time, him talking about you all the time and including you in everything he does, this means he thinks you're beautiful, special, talented, and just an amazing person who wants to scream it from the mountain. <laughs> yeah, and it's great to have those, having that feeling that your your boyfriend or your partner has that feelings for you. It's great to know that they, are, they care and that they're crazy about you. But you're right, there's almost like a fine line of being uh, too, what's the word? Overbearing. Overbearing and, and constantly uh, bragging about you. Yeah, it's, it, is, it is a fine line, and it's, I, I don't know, I feel like sometimes it is just too much. You just want to come up for air, and you just have to breathe, and you can't breathe. Mm-hmm. Some people are overbearing, but at the same time, to touch on your point, um, it's it's humbling, and, and it's, it's very important to know you're wanted, and, you know, know, have those words of affirmation from, you know, your significant other. Great. And the next point is that you have a, 
a great sex life. So they know what you want and, and they're, they're there to please you, I guess you could say. Right. I mean, this is, this is extremely important in any relationship too. Um, granted, if this is all there is in a relationship, sexual chemistry, it's, I mean, it can't work. It's just, it's almost like a drug and it's going to eventually, you know, it's, it's just not healthy when that's the, when that's the only thing um, you're in it for. So, I mean, but at the same time, uh, relationships, you are initially attracted to the person. The, the attraction opens the door, and I think the personality keeps the door open and opens it further. So, yeah, when you have that sexual chemistry, I mean, that's, that's amazing. That's how you become closer to one another. And if you don't have that sexual chemistry, it's not the end of the world. I mean, you can, that's where the communication comes into play, and you can, um, I guess, figure it out that way. But, and, but if you really don't have that sexual chemistry, even after talking and trying, I mean, that's pretty tough. Yeah. And another sign that the other person is a keeper is that they are not jealous. Yeah. Jealousy. Huge deal. Um, my God. I think this is um, one of the biggest things. You have to be comfortable with yourself before you can be comfortable with your partner. If you can't take her, if you're scared to take her out, take her around, which I would imagine she would like to go to a nice dinner and, you know, experience cool things, being outside. You have to be able to be comfortable with yourself first before you can give her, um, before you can give her that world. And it's also her, your neck's breaking when hot chicks are walking by you left and right. <laughs> That's, that is not cool. That's, That's not, not a good cool sign. <laughs> at all. No, that is, that is not a cool at all. And at the same time, when you become married or, you know, you're in a committed relationship, the laws of attraction don't really change. You're still going to be attracted to the same person you were attracted to yesterday. Mm-hmm. You just will handle it differently. You're not going to, you know, you're not pursuing anyone. You're not breaking your neck at looking at them. So, I mean, that doesn't change. You just have to be respectful. And then lastly, you say that... He understands that healthy couples are not attached at the hip. So if he understands that, then he could be a keeper. That's yes, he can definitely be a keeper if he is not attached to the hip. Like I, I mean, we, I kind of touched on it earlier. It's like dating in a box. You want to be able to miss that significant other, or you know, your mate. You want to be able to miss them, and to have your separate identities is, is clutch. It's huge in a relationship. Yeah, having having your time or the us time and the me time is that it goes back to that balance that we talked about. It's key. Totally. What's one thing you find or what common reason that you find that someone struggles in having a successful relationship? Sure. Um, you know, I think I think a lot of people are always looking externally. You know, they they date they date around. They're like, you know it must be me or, you know, I, or I'm sorry, instead of thinking it must be me, they're always looking externally. And why can't I find someone to settle down with? What, what's going on, you know? And instead of looking internally and, being, and assessing what's going on with you, I think that is important to find your foundation, um, your morals, your values, know what you're, I guess, I guess spend more time thinking about what you value and what you, are looking for when you're when you're going out and dating. And if you're, this is another thing. If you're, if you're shy, I mean, there's a lot of people that are shy. That approach anxiety. You know, you're out half the time. People don't come and talk to you. It's because that approach, that approach anxiety. It's it's tough. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know. It's 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 
stage, and I think you just have to keep putting yourself out there over and over again. But but first, to answer, just look internally first, mm-hmm. and then from there, um, you can gauge it. Now we are going into the his and her round where Sarah and I each ask a question that's on our minds. Sarah's up first. All right, Justin. So we kind of talked about reasons uh, of why he's a keeper, why he's not. So let's say you found someone, you think he's a keeper, but he just hasn't committed to you yet. How long do you wait for a guy? Oh, this is a good one. Yeah. This is a good one, but... You know, like I said, there's no 101 guideline to this. Um, age plays a role in this because I think, you know, the younger you are, the more time you think you have to play or the more time you think you have to find that relationship. Right. And then the older you get, the, you know, I guess you don't have as much time to um, wait around for it. Mm-hmm. But I would say you should, you should know if, if this is going to be something serious and I'd say, you know, four to five dates, and I mean four to five solid dates. Granted, you can probably know, you know, after the second date that this is going to be great. But, you know, I think four to five dates is a good solid basis um, to be able to make that decision and determine if this is going to be um, a long-lasting relationship or not. Excellent. Well, my question is, you're in your bio, you're a bit of an expert on younger relationships, younger dating scene. My question is, is what do you find is a like the number one obstacle that an individual that's looking for lasting love, a younger one in dating, uh, comes across when trying to find the one? You know, I think social media plays a big part in this. Um, yeah. You know, the, you have so many options nowadays. And it's not like you didn't have options before, but everything's just a click away and everything is, everything is just at your fingertips, I feel like. And a lot of people nowadays, I think the internet you know, played a role in this. Is you just think there's always a bigger, better deal, or there's always something else, or um, or if you are in, in like a new relationship or dating someone from right off the bat, you can be turned off uh, just by seeing a few other pictures from this person, you know, out with uh, her mm-hmm. friends, or misinterpret yeah. um, a Facebook message, or misinterpret the picture that was she was with her friend, who and you know, you think oh she's just dating around, and now I'm turned off, you know. And I think that plays a huge role nowadays, um, given all these social media platforms. I know I'm guilty of this too, and that's why you know I like talking about it is because I'm the same way. You, you, we live in a world that's just open. You know, it's transparent, and um, you just you come across these pictures and you can just misinterpret them. I and I think that is um, can be detrimental to the young, I guess even older generation, but more so the young dating scene. Yeah, absolutely. And it's it's interesting. Dating and relationships are complicated enough, but now we have th- this digital age of information, like you mentioned, and it's just like this third dimension that uh, it's really important to take into consideration and, and definitely now, and then it's only going to become more and more prevalent. That's right, Chase. I mean, as, as hard as dating already is without the internet, Welcome to the internet. And here we have, well, a science, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. Well, now it's time for our favorite part of the interview, the lasting love round. We'll ask you a series of questions, and you'll respond with great information to help set the foundation for a lasting relationship. We love it. Our listeners love it. So, Justin, are you ready to help us build lasting love? 
Let's do it. Let's help relationships last. All right. What's one thing couples can do on a daily basis to help improve their relationship? Oh, good question. Um, I would say value each other. You know, when you value someone, you don't want to belittle or tear that person down. Instead, just build that person up. When you truly value someone, you'll see and appreciate what that person brings into your life on a daily basis. And then I would, you know, I'd go forward and say, forgiveness or forgive easily. No matter how deeply in love human beings are, you know, you're bound to hurt each other with, you know, whatever it may be, thought, thoughtless words, selfish actions, and consider it, you know. But um, forgiving each other, I guess, for those hurtful acts, you know, is the cornerstone of any lasting, harmonious relationship. Uh, without forgiveness, offenses will accumulate. And if you don't see any, like, improvement in your relationship, and you find yourself crying all the time and bummed out, you're going to have to ask yourself, are you dating a human or an onion? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I saw that the other day. I thought that was hilarious. That is, and it, it makes a lot of sense. And it, I mean, it kind of resonates to, I have a couple girlfriends that have been in relationships where I ask them, how happy are you? And if they're not happy, like, more than 90% of the time in their relationship, it's like, why are you in that relationship? No kidding. I no kidding. It's, it's always hard to pull the plug. It's always hard. To, always hard to pull the plug, especially when you're not happy. It just it's a big deal. You don't want to hurt other anyone's feelings, but at the same time, you still need to be cognizant of your own feelings first. Mm-hmm. Is there a book or resource you can recommend for couples? Um, you know, I would say the Five Love Languages mm-hmm. um, by I think it's Gary Chapman. Yeah, yeah. very popular. Um, yeah, it's 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 a cool it's a cool book. You know, you have your five love languages, the words of affirmation, acts of service, I think, um, what was it, quality time, mm-hmm. physical touch, and gifts, receiving gifts. Uh, I'm I'm, I'm a, not a receiving gift guy. I'm an acts of service and a physical touch kind of guy. Yeah. I think I'm right <laughs> in the middle there. And then if I meet that girl that, you know, she's a receiving gift, that's my first question on date. You know, what's your love language? If it's receiving gifts, I run for the hills. Yeah. No, I'm, just I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, you know, that it, it's, it's a great resource. You know, and it sets the groundwork for relationships. Great. Well, uh, that book will be on our website at I Do Podcast on your show notes page where everyone can go there, check out your information, and also check out that great resource. Oh, awesome. And uh, we're getting married this year. Is there any advice that you would give engaged couples or newlyweds? Well, first off, congratulations. That's awesome, guys. Thank you. Thanks. <laughs> um, I guess just advice for, you know, a good relationship is kind of like a pet tiger. You know, you either feed it every day or bad things will happen. You can't ever stop working on your relationship even when things are great. You know, it's easy to stop working on it when things are great, but you must continually nurture it. In the meantime, you got to keep working on yourself, though. Great advice. Yeah. I like, or the pet tiger will eat you. If you don't feed it, it's <laughs> going to eat you. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> if, if you can give just one single piece of advice for a successful relationship, what would it be? <sighs> one single advice. I don't know. Part of me wants to just, wants to ask that same question to my mate. You know, what single advice for a successful person or a relationship, you know, what it consists of. I would say, this is the communication and when you and your mate, you know, you have values aligned. Because values obviously are, you know, from the get-go. If your values aren't aligned, I don't think it's possible for a relationship no. to work out if you don't understand each other's values um, and are on the same page, first chapter, sentence, paragraph, you know, what have you. 
But um, a relationship, you know, it can't be found. It has to be built. And you realize you're both in it together and you just act as a team. You know, you, and I, my last piece of advice for this one, I would just say, make room for romantic dates. You know, I, it could be two to four times a month, you know, once a week or, you know, bi-week or, you know, bi-monthly. You just got to keep that spark. Absolutely. Well, Justin, we've really enjoyed hearing all the advice you've given us and our listeners today. So let's finish by having you tell them where they can find you, and then we'll say goodbye. Absolutely. Um, so I'm on all the social media platforms. My Twitter is Justin Bird, T-M-M. That's, you know, standard for the Millionaire Matchmaker. Um, Instagram is Justin Bird Official. And Bird is my last, it's I-R-D. And then my website is Justin Bird Official. You know, I offer a lot of great dating advice on there for both men and women alike, single or in a relationship. There's some video clips and press interviews. And, you know, I'm relaunching my website here in um, about a month with more fitness-oriented and fashion, um, almost kind of like a lifestyle kind of um, deal on there. It'll be really cool. Awesome. We can't wait to check it out. Well, our listeners can find all the information and links of today's episode on idopodcast.com. Go to the podcast tab and you'll be in the archives. And thank you so much for all the generous knowledge and for taking the time to come on our show today. Thank you, Chase and Sarah, and congrats on your wedding as well. Are you interested in learning five ways to improve your relationship on a daily basis? How about five tips for engaged couples or newlyweds? This information and more is our free gift to you when you go to idopodcast.com and subscribe to our mailing list. Thank you so much for joining us today on I Do Podcast. Head on over to idopodcast.com for full recaps of every show, relationship resources, tips, and advice. Your path to a successful and lasting relationship awaits you. Are you ready to create lasting love? You are listening to a pleasure podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com.